0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Prove Me Wrong podcast, ChellaCast. This is episode two of the all Coachella-inspired podcast. I'd mentioned in episode one that that was just going to be a solo cast, kind of introduce you to who I am, how I came to know and love Coachella, but that I was going to be working on bringing on some guests as the podcast rolled on. And that's exactly what I did for you here on episode two. Before even starting the podcast, I'd reached out to some of the moderators, of the Reddit page and asked if they wanted to hop on and kind of give us their expertise, um, opinion of all things that are Coachella. And this week I was joined by That's Feft Up. I really enjoyed the conversation and I hope you do too. It, it was supposed to only be about 20 minutes or so and we ended up running about 50 minutes long. So uh, there's a ton of good shit in there. Um It was great. If you're just listening to this on the audio, we actually recorded this via Skype so you can watch them on a split screen too if you do watch the podcast on youtube so after the interview at the very end i will also have an artist spotlight for you just like i did in episode one so without further ado i give to you that's feft up all right and right now i'm lucky to be joined by one of the mods of the coachella subreddit that we all love and adore you know him better as that's feft up that's feft up thanks so much for taking the time and welcome to cello cast brother
1: Happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely, man. So first things first, uh, how long have you been going to Coachella, and how the hell did you become a moderator?
1: Uh, well, I've been going to Coachella now since 2012, so this is going to be my seventh Coachella. And uh, I became a mod because, well, basically I, uh, I've i been very frequent over the sub over the past years. Like basically from 2013 onward, I was just constantly contributing more and more. And then like, there was times where I wanted to... I, asked to be a mod and they kind of like, like no we don't need anymore uh-huh. and then like last year uh, I kind of created that up uh, basically it started off I had a bet with one of the mods last year well before the lineup came up, that we were going to have a pop headliner and he said absolutely not there will never be a pop headliner I'm like, do you want to make a bet on it? he's like yeah sure I'm Like, okay cool beer bet and like, then we had a whole long term beer bet about it I, Like, I even said like, it would be a female pop star I didn't know if it was Beyonce but I had a feeling that would be the case and then uh, basically when the lineup came out I was right, and then so I already uh, had won that bet, and then another bet came along about uh, how I said if there's a pop headliner, uh, there will not be an act in the Sahara tent during that set, and then that created another beer bet with someone. Uh-huh. So, anyways, uh, the schedule came out uh, that Tuesday, and at this point, Beyonce had already been confirmed, but now it's Lady Gaga. And I posted, like, "All right, guys, I'm coming to collect. I made a bet that uh, <laughs> uh, that there'd be a pop headliner, and the Dark Passenger disagreed with me, and he owes me a beer." So then, and then I made a, I mentioned the other bet they had with mm-hmm. another user. And, uh, and he met, uh, says like, well, here's the thing. Uh, I want to be, uh, uh, he's like, I, I'm actually not going this year. I lost a job and I can't afford to go. I'm like, oh shoot. So I, I like, I, I couldn't stand this and neither could this other user buzzer beater. So we started in the matter of like two days, we did a whole giant fundraiser for yeah. buzzer beater to come. And so like, that just created a whole big thing. And I just kind of. Earned some goodwill with the moderators there, and then I spent a lot of time with them that weekend. And that, uh, and then uh, basically, uh, the week or two after, I saw like another girl, like person, Kelsey Bebop, had become a moderator uh-huh. who I, who had already been kind of tied with in the sub. And I'm like, wait a second, how the hell did Kelsey become a moderator <laughs> when I've been I I just fundraised thousands, like a thousand like or two thousand right. dollars for something. I'm a free ticket and I'm not a moderator. And like, okay, you're a moderator. And so basically, then I just became a moderator, like, of, like. Right after the second weekend, like before tickets went on sale, the presale, I officially became a moderator.
0: Dope, that's, that's
1: awesome. The a, a story that happened after that.
0: Yeah, no, that, that was actually one of my questions. I'll we'll kind of get to that in a little bit because that was one of the. Um the stories I'd found after going to Coachella last year, I mean, I literally had like gone through all the archives and I'd found that story you were talking about, about where uh, he'd lost his job. And then there was the crowdfunding and everything that still got him to go to Coachella. And I went, Holy shit. Like this is what Coachella is about right here. You know, I thought that was an awesome story. I mean, let's actually get to that right now. If you wouldn't mind kind of expand on the story that you were just talking about and talk about how that all kind of uh, came to fruition.
1: So basically it came down to, I think this, this was like, Wednesday of Coachella. I found out Tuesday night he wasn't going. Like, I was on the way to a, a Dream Car concert, and uh, I'm, like, in the Uber, and I get a message from him, like, hey, nobody, like, I'll pay for you. I'm, gonna, I'm a man of my word. I'm going to... Ben, you owe you $10, and all I ask of you is you Snapchat me a shot of you drinking the beer. I'm like, okay. And then I turn to my fiancé, and I'm like... Which at that time, she's my girlfriend. I'm, like, hey, should we do a crowdfund? I'm, like, and she's like, oh, no, that's going to be a lot of work. I'm like, yeah, I guess not. So then the very next day... Buzzer beater messages me directly. He's like, "Hey, dude, I've been like, to have a big, exciting moment for this year. What do you think of crowd, like, doing a crowdfunding thing for, uh, to get a dark passenger to come?" I'm like, honestly, that's what I was thinking about, but I'm just not sure how much how I can make working. He's like, "Dude, just make a post. I guarantee you, I'll give you some money, and we'll get him on there." So, like, basically, like, at four o'clock on Wednesday, I do a giant post that was all like, "Hey, like." Like, I think the post, like, helped me get my free beers. I forgot what the exact name was. I could oh. like, get him to the get him to the festival. So I do this whole big thing about, a, like, raising money, trying to get him a ticket. He lives in Salt Lake City, so it would be a whole other issue. Right. And all of a sudden, like, I posted for him by, like, 6 o'clock. We already had, like, $300. I am like, oh, shoot, this is actually happening. Because I thought it was going to be a joke post or something. I was like, I don't know how we'd really get it to work out. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, and I think I set a goal of, like, either five or eight hundred dollars i forgot what the exact amount was and then by like eight o'clock that night we had all the money already I'm like, okay now we just need to get him to california and give him an actual ticket and so i posted like in the thread like uh, i've got a ticket i'll sell it to you for just up uh, for just below face i just need like i'm flying from australia and i my friend bailed i just want to like i cut my losses uh-huh. i'm like awesome so i got him that ticket and then and the whole time, Dark Passage, like, please stop doing this. I don't know how <laughs> to get here. It's right. a lot. And someone else comments. Then, like, if you have the direct message, me or are like, "Hey, uh, uh, we'll we'll cover a plane ticket for you to fly from Salt Lake City to Long Beach. Uh, I hope you don't mind us singing a cramped car of nerdy Asian guys. Uh-huh. Like, it's something of that term? So, it's like, it's, it's just a, he's like he's like a, a big tall guy, and like, it's I just imagine, like him taking up space in this, this full packed car for people. Right. So, like, so like he just gets there and like. And I worked out, like buzzer beater. Had told me like, I've got a tent for him. I got all the camping supplies. He just needs to get to the campsite, and he'll be on. He'll be able to be on the grounds with us. And like, and like, so like, all of a sudden, like, in the span of from, like four o'clock to between four and ten o'clock that night, everything had fallen into place where he had a ticket, he had a plane ticket, and he had a place to stay. All like right there. And then like we raised those money. So like all the rest, of me, like went towards like, just towards like. Awesome tailgate camping! Like uh-huh. we were able to provide him, we gave him money, like walk around money. We and we had money for like a, we had a, we did a, a a big tailgate pregame thing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and just had lots of beer going around, and like it was just awesome. It was really cool, like how the the community just came together, and like that's what I think like separates like the Reddit sub, like the Coachello sub from like so many other places on Reddit. Like a lot of times it's you know people with shared interests, but you're there like every once in a while to comment on things, and that's it. But like on the sub like we actually have relationships like right like people see like i have like i have certain reports with different people like it's like kelsey bebop and i have a back and forth all day like with everyone on there and mm-hmm. at the same time I have, I have other people that like i playfully give shit to one second okay there and like that but i'll like sorry my screen discovered there yeah. you go like, and, like and it's just really cool how we have certain people like you know that you know how to push certain people's buttons in a fun way and sure. you know all the times like leave people alone but it's all cool like this is a sub though where we just all get along and like all year long like a group of us were predicting the lineup and just having conversations about what we think is going to happen and I think it's just really awesome how in this one moment like we're able to make it so like a guy who moderates the sub all year round like was able who you know this is where he spends a lot of his time on was able to get to the festival like when he really thought he was going to be able to I thought it was pretty cool
0: no I love that now had you ever met him in real life or just through reddit before
1: just to write it like i live in los angeles uh-huh. and he's in salt lake city and like you know we would have our things where, like we uh, we align a lot of, like on certain rock music but then like he hates pop music and i and i i, I'm a, I have a guilty pleasure for pop music so sure. like, that was the disagreed with and like we would both have back and forth things where we get we're like sometimes we get really angry and then i was like oh sorry sorry just like i got a little overblown there we'd have like these fun conversations there like that but like that had been it for like two years and that was about it.
0: Yeah, and, no, I, I love that. And, like, I love that the Coachella Reddit, too, because, like, I always joke, I live out here in Temecula, and uh, I joke between, like, Miriam and Temecula, it's, like, the smallest 200,000 people you'll ever meet. And it kind of feels yeah. that same way with the Coachella Reddit. Like, there, I think there's, what, 25,000 people in there or so, but it's, like, it's the smallest yeah. community of 25,000 people that you've kind of ever yeah. been, been around with this shared love that is Coachella,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, we're really tight like that. Like, you know, even this year, like, uh we just go right into my other big thing that i've done the past six sure. months which is uh where i uh i came and uh started the whole rumor of the chain smokers potentially headlining you son of a bitch that was that you was that started me. that whole that thing me, yeah.
0: well done well Thank you. done Thank you.
1: <laughs> uh, i think that's i think more than the fundraiser i think that little viral rumor is something that i'm pretty proud of where honestly I was coming from, I was trying to start with the truth, and like my, if you read my initial post, it always says, I hope I'm wrong, I hope I'm right, wrong. Right, right, I remember I that. <laughs> at the same time, I'm, that I'm always actually proving myself, trying to prove myself this stuff. So like That's all I do is start, like, this is why. So like, it, was, it was a very double-edged sword for me, but what came down to is a friend of mine who used to be in the music industry, he's got a friend who works for, like, I'm not sure he works at Golden Voice, but friend, he's he has a friend that's tied with at Golden Voice, and he works in the music industry. In the past, like, the guy that, that told me this, like, He, like, in 2014, uh, told me, like, hey, I'm telling you right now, Muse Arcade Fire and uh, Queens of the Stone Age are playing this year. And, like, I'm like, who's headlining? Like, two of the three of them. I'm like, okay, so Queens of the Stone Age is not headlining, yes, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then like, and then like, about a month, two weeks, later, I'm like, I've got the third headline. I'm like, who is it? Like, Shake it like a Polaroid picture. I'm Like, shut the fuck up. This <laughs> is <laughs> all like in September or October, twenty like thirteen. So, so he got me all this information really early on. I didn't post it in the sub so people like, you don't know what you're talking. Like, I've had, I've, I've, heard headliners early in the uh-huh. past. I just don't know about it. So when he told me this, like, yes, I have a good authority. It's The Weekend and I'm like, I really hope it's not true, but, like, I feel it's information to share with the sub sure. Like, You know, as the moderator, like, I wanted to be out there. And at the same time, like, if it ended up being true, I would put it out there. The same way, like, you know, uh, uh, Bandit Cumberpatch, always the second he has ideas, he puts things out there. Mm-hmm. With the exception of one, which i get to in a sec, but, like, as I wanted to have it out there and be a conversation, and that way it was also, so, like, someone could either validate and say that it's true or say that it's not true. It was so crazy, though, seemed like, people, like, like one guy that I interacted with a lot is Frism. He hates the chain smokers. Uh-huh. he gets so worked up. And I I lost a beer bet to him with him because he said, "I bet you they won't even be there." But I said, to him, and I was saying like, I was like, I don't think they to be there. And I don't think they deserve to headline. But I think this is why they can't headline. They showed all these different things, and people got so angry. Like, like you you don't know what you're talking. About. I uh-huh. I do know what I'm talking about. it's <laughs> so hard to watch how because like, this isn't real. But like the conversation, all of a sudden. It was on Infra. It was on the sports. It'd be like, "Theft doesn't know what he's talking about." I'd be like, <laughs> "He does though." Because like, I always look. I, I always try to be pretty diplomatic. Where I look at everything. Like, I think like I could see why they could. And then like, so it was always just a fun conversation. And then uh, what was what made it all even better then was uh, when uh the Hangout Festival lineup came out, mm-hmm. and actually right. Chainsmokers were headlining. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh look at Chainsmokers! smokers are headlining a. Uh, uh, a golden voice festival like, that evening that cuts them out like mm-hmm. like this and the other thing and i was like well actually if you look at 2016's lineup where everyone thought oh there's no way kevin harris would headline and then he headlined hangout festival and they announced that before coachella he was ended up being on our lineup like ah shit you're right no. so it's just funny watching this all build up speed and stuff so it's just so funny to watch that play out and like i think at the end like I, in a way, I feel like I did a bit of a service to the sub. <laughs> at, at we had the nothing day, else to
0: talk about, man. There yeah. was no leaks. Nothing, we didn't don't know.
1: Don't buy it. Like we knew Beyonce, so we knew one headliner. Right. And then they, I, I did leak another headliner. I, I'm the one who revealed the weekend, which people like to cut off, I and mean, people were also downplaying that one. But also, like, we had nothing else to talk about, so it was a good conversation going. But also, I think it held a, a nice sigh of relief. Like I think I made it. I said a pressing thing. The lineup is going to be this bad, mm-hmm. and like, 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 and like. At the, end of the day, like, <laughs> I saw that lineup. Like, Chainsmokers aren't even on there. And I see, like, I, like, and, like. I, I was pretty relieved. Like, okay, Eminem was the like, Eminem we thought was going to be on there it was either Eminem or Justin Timberlake or the two right. things. Benedict told me months ago, but we didn't put on the sub that it was going to be Eminem. Uh, and like, so when we see that, okay, it's the three three hundred we thought. But like, and then I was sent like, Kelsey message like, Chainsmokers are not down the lineup, and like, I feel like that like. Created such a sigh of relief with the entire sub, where everyone was happy. Like, and I thought it was interesting. Like, when the lineup came, up, all the regulars in the sub were actually pretty happy with the lineup. Well, the people like complaining about the lineup are all people that are coming to the sub who aren't there. They're just to complain. There's no rock headliner. This, that, whatever. Right. Like, but we kind of didn't expect a rock headliner. And if you look at this year's uh, like festivals, there are a total of three rock headliners across everything. The Killers who we knew were playing there. Plus, I think people would be complaining. Muse, who was just there, and Jack White, who was just there. And personally, I love Jack White. He's one of my favorite sets ever. Like, I didn't want him there. I'd go see him play his own show uh-huh. instead of something new. Like, so, like, I thought, like, it was interesting how uh, I helped create this giant sigh of relief and made it so people are actually like, oh, look it! They're not there, and we're all happy about the lineup. Other people are still complaining about other things, but they're complaining about things that aren't really about that. I thought like... You know, it helped soften the blow to the people that are like, oh, no rock headliner, too much hip hop, or whatever. Like, I think I did a good job. And also, I think creating this rumor was kind of insane. Like, and we were going to have a whole, we had a whole betting thing on it, it was on the lineup pool, specific right. thing just about the Chainsmokers.
0: Well, and that rumor had even, yeah. like, filtered to other subreddits, too, because, like, I was yeah. in the Bonnaroo one, and, like, you would start see them talking about it, like, oh, it's being leaked, and now yeah. that the lineup is out, and we've seen, like, I think most lineups are all out now for the festivals, yeah. like, Coachella's definitely the most deep lineup that they have. I mean, what was your initial impression once the lineup came out, and, like, what what do you think about
1: this year's lineup? I, I think it's pretty strong. A lot of people say it's turning away from the roots and all that stuff, and I... I just disagree. I will contend that it's the fact that Eminem is on every single festival lineup. I think that takes away from the special because he's normally mm-hmm. a rare bad. Uh, and at the same time, people complain about his album. His album isn't good, but it's not as bad as it as people say it is. I think. And I think there are about. I think at the end of the day, he's played three songs from that album, and I right. think there are three facts that be good. And at the end of the day, those will lead to like Beyonce being during his set or like. Or, like, Ed Sheeran or something. But sure. But, like, I think once you remove the headliners, and I think, once again, uh, once you remove them, this lineup is very, very eclectic, uh, where it goes deeper. Like, there is actually more rock on the lineup than the mm-hmm. past few years, despite the fact that we've had major rock headliners. Like, this is the first year, like, like there's a lot of just gu- guitar-driven music right on there. Uh, the people that complain about there's not enough EDM and Sahara acts, there's plenty of Saharan EDM X, but there they're is. not... They're not big room. They're not the acts mm-hmm. that you've seen in Vegas. Ever. So you're not having the Calvin Harris's or the chain smokers, the, the diplos, the Zeds, but instead you have these really cool electronic dance acts. Like one that, uh, was br- uh, brought to my attention by both my fiance and Kelsey and a few other people is a uh, Carpenter brute, who is really cool. Like mm-hmm. he's an electronic producer who performs the whole band. It kind of reminds me of a, like a bloody Beetroots type thing yeah. where like, it's all in the dark, but he has a full band that plays and like, it's really really cool so i'm excited to see like acts like him like, I, like i've been going through like the techno and house uh coachella playlist and there are some really cool just like, electronic acts that i normally wouldn't listen to that are really cool and worth checking out like seeing them with, like soul wax yeah like, I, like that's that video that they showed me like, dude it was like, it was so good <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm so excited to see him like i'm really nervous about who they're gonna be against but like uh everyone's where's chemical brothers where's the prodigy where's like that's what soul Racks is doing like they're gonna be this year's uh underworld where like they're gonna put on this amazing set with a general, like, that's like eight or nine people that are mm-hmm. gonna be right there it's gonna be so good
0: yeah, that yeah. video they put out the other do- the day. Yeah. I mean, it's like LCD yeah. sound system meets like yeah. Blue Man group. Like, I don't really know what to make of it, yeah. but it is so dope. And I think with like Soul Wax or that yeah. Jean Michel Jar, like, there's yeah. a ton of cool shit. I mean, you're talking about like, the big room stuff. I know there's not the Dylan Francis of the world, yeah. but like, Elenium is going to kill. Yeah. Rez, yeah. obviously, everybody's pumped about. And I think this is yeah. going to kind of be your coming out party. Like, outside of Soul Wax, I think yeah. Tosh Sultana and Rez have the most to gain from playing at Coachella. I think their stars are. Yeah. That are already rising are just going to be, I mean, galactic after this is done, you know.
1: Yeah. So I think that's cool. Uh, I'm not a hip hop guy, so I can't really. Uh-huh. Right there. I'm personally, I'm excited to see him because, like, yeah, uh, one of the playlists, like the first, first song is Stan, and 20 years later, Stan is still a great song. Sure. And like, you know, like, it's gonna be great to hear the hits, and I think it's gonna be really cool, like. I'm not one that to say, like, "Oh, what guests are they going to have to bring out?" But like, he always brings out at least one or two guests, so it's going to be cool to see who he has. Like, I'm really hoping like Skylar Grey doesn't sing the hook for every one of exactly. his songs. <laughs> but uh, I think it's, like I think we not count on, but I'd be surprised if we didn't have like a pop star, like either like a Beyonce or like a Lollapalooza 2011 was there. Bruno Mars came out with him, and then for it to sing Lighters, and then 20 when he played uh rihanna came out with him like so he's gonna have someone I- i'm not sure it's gonna be like coachella 2012 at dre and snoop where it had everyone which was one of the coolest sets i've ever seen ever at a mm-hmm. festival but like, i think it's still gonna be a, a solid set and i think also he knows that he is the first set of the fest of the festival season and he's playing everything it's gonna be how outcast was a few years ago and he knows he's taking a precedent and he's also learning from outcast where like. Don't fuck it up with the right. first name. Outcast <laughs> really blew it. And like of course they came back and fixed, you know, this like but now like when all the world's watching and everyone knows you're gonna be on all the festival season, set like you know, set a good president and do a, a kick ass job your first week, the like first show of the season. And I think he's gonna come and really deliver it at Coachella. So I think it's be pretty cool. And then rock like David Byrne, who's like the talking heads, the reunion that everyone's mm-hmm. wanted to be so good. And uh and like Jamaraguay, like it's gonna be awesome. Like he has like he has more than just uh virtual insanity and uh canned heat like it's gonna be really cool disco like electronica like and like there's other stuff but uh, who are you excited for sorry Man, I mean,
0: no it's all good and like i even think like dream car i think you'd mentioned them earlier like yeah. for everyone that loved that set last year with empire yeah. the sun like you kind of get a revamp of that again this year and well, i mean i'm i mean didn't,
1: this is a dream, dream dream car is a different band um,
0: i'm sorry um yeah. what's the name of it
1: Dream. Oh, just the one Dream. This- I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Just,
0: just Dream. But, like, I didn't... Who I'm most excited about is to see how Odessa comes back the second year around. And with so many people mad about the pop headliners, I'm like... Bitch, that's just gonna take away from the other sets you want to see. Like, I hope they put Odessa up against Eminem, so it kind of parts the red sea, so you have a little bit more room to move. I mean, Odessa is probably the one I'm most excited about, but I think Friday, from top to bottom, I'm I'm just worried about dying on Friday. I'm worried I can make it through the entire day. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd be shocked if like Odessa was like right there, but I think Odessa will be a. I think I think it'll be outdoor theater before the headliner. Are they the same day as M and or same day as the weekend? They're the same day as M right? Yeah, they're Sunday. Oh, like, yeah, they're yeah, Sunday. I, yeah, so I think I think they'll end up being uh, outdoor theater right before. But who knows? Because I think. They, I mean, I think it'd be cool if they have counter-programming, but I've never seen counter-programmers that major, especially when okay. they're spending $2 million on m They want to make sure people are seeing them. They're spending a lot of money on Odessa. Like, you normally do, like, the cheaper acts against it. So I think it'd be cool that they do that. But I do think that they will give Odessa plenty of space to dance. Like, mm-hmm. they will be there at the outdoor theater. Like, I think they'll probably be in the Porter Maddie and slot. I'll okay, honest. that's great. And that, that's a great place for them also. But... uh you'll you'll have a lot of space in and they they're like there'll be some good counter programming elsewhere where it will be like you know a mumble rap act or like someone else against them right because sunday has so much rap anyways uh-huh. so they're gonna have, no matter what for competition
0: yeah so people who kind of get a sense about like your musical leanings you mentioned a little bit but like who were your top three acts that you saw last year
1: last year narrow like, down yeah let me think last so last year the headliners were uh uh, giga. uh yeah, lady gaga <laughs> radiohead and kendrick uh-huh. uh so lady gaga i loved for the first 90 minutes until basically right when she re- announced the new single which was a fine single but like, to build up to a new single wasn't that exciting just didn't feel natural but i thought she killed it for a, an original set and i thought she has to close it out strong i thought it was mm-hmm. a really cool set work. it was made purely for coachella it wasn't like the soft version of the joanne tour which she did this year it was just a straight up set that she made for for the festival, and I thought that was really cool that she could throw us together in under two months. Right, uh, that's great. Radiohead was unreal, despite the fact that the first hour I was screaming the top lines. I'm weekend one, right? So I'm dealing you know, with sound issues and I'm freaking out. But the fact that they had so many issues and then came back and did this. 90 minute greatest hit set where they played creep they played paranoid android mm-hmm. like uh they played like all the amazing songs they played everything but fake plastic trees if they had played that that would right. be everything uh-huh. but they played everything else and it was so good like so emotional i just loved it so like those are my two elements kendrick i, came, I went back and forth on because i like him but i don't love him mm-hmm. and at the same time uh, i wanted to see new order and i saw most of them but uh, the rumor of Eminem and Dre showing up and Kendrick got the best of me. It was a little arrow in my ear, so I ran over that <laughs> at some point, and le- left by kind of, in hindsight, wish I'd seen more of New Order, which was great. Uh, my fiancé right over here just shouting, mm-hmm, to me because <laughs> uh, uh, And then uh, Hans Zimmer was sure. just on yeah like that was so cool and emotional like i think some people wanted to be more dancing you know his music it was going to be like all the inception score It was going to have highs and lows like seeing the symphony just louder and with music that movies you know and that was great and then uh uh justice was great like you know yeah yeah uh justice what i loved about them like i saw in 2012 i was really excited and they sucked in 2012 they were quiet (laughs) they started late and ended early and it was like whatever so to this they came back they're awesome like I kind of feel like they were the set that everyone thinks Def Punk would be if they to ever yeah. come back, and uh, I think it was great. Like I'm someone in the sub who, if people, if the circle jerk gets a little too big, I make, it kind of dilutes it for me. So I sense this. <laughs> am like, oh, more about justice. But their set was really good. Like, the, like I'm one of those people that brings glow sticks, and I, like, I had like 200 glow sticks just for their set. I was <laughs> like, and it was just so cool. And then, like Lord was great right after. I think it was Hans Lord, and then and then uh, Justice. And Lord was amazing. Like she was like I don't know I loved Green Light. I loved like her stage design with like the like the club box up above her yeah. dancing, and like, so that that was awesome. So. That was more than three, but those are my big ones. No, yeah. I, I
0: love that. Like, I think Hans is like kind of the runaway favorite, and I would say Justice is probably number two from everyone that I heard. See, like, I left right after Hans's set, and with last year being my first Coachella ever, it was kind of like when I first walked into Sahara and saw a big gigantic. I went, "Holy fucking shit!" Like, what is all of this? Like, I had never been to anything that big, and then I'd happened to go to Do Lab on Saturday night, so I caught the craziness that was Skrillex that came out yeah. and everything, you know. And then kind of time it with a bow on Hans Zimmer Sunday like it was just I think I got a little bit of flavor of everything from Coachella and I just went this is what this is all about man like I've heard the complaints about Sahara and the matting the extra people and it being yeah. a little too crowded but I don't know I, I still danced in there and had a good time.
1: Well, Sahara is awesome uh I I once uh before my, before my first Coachella I went to Lollapalooza I went to Lollapalooza a lot in college like so 2005 through 2008 and then I came back in 2011 like, I flew infrared, and it was, uh, like, the cold play Foo Fighters. I mean, I am your are crazy. But that was also the first year that EDM was really blowing up. And they had Perry's Tent. Mm-hmm. Now it's a stage. But they, basically, they had, like, they have what the Sarah is now. They had that. And it was a giant tent. Like, I, I spent a lot of time in there, and I realized I spent too much of the time in the weekend. <laughs> my weekend in Perry's Tent. So ever since then, I've gone to Coachella. Like, I can't get too stuck in the dance <laughs> tent. I it But I think it's really cool. Like, like Sahara does it better than what Perry's is. Perry's now is a stage, which like is cool because it, it deals with, it deals with the crowd, it doesn't have the production. But I think the Sahara tent, how it's evolved more and more to become this giant production, is so cool. But I do think it's taken away from people like that they're coming there and they can't see the acts they want to see. Like I I do I I, I am in two beliefs. Like right? one, don't come to the festival only to be in a tent only to see EDM. Like there are mm-hmm. five other sta- five other main stages and yeah, five other main stages, plus the Doolab, plus Heineken House, don't just spend all your time as a heritage. time, but at the same time, like, I feel like if those, if you do want to see, if you're coming to the, the control to see Martin Garrix or to see Empire of the Sun, to see like, people like that, and you're going there, and it's impossible to see those acts, I think that kind of sucks. Like, mm-hmm. my, one of my best friends, she was so sad last year, like, that, like, on Friday, because, like, so many actually wanted to see on that day, like, so Saturday and Sunday, she had to work out more game plans, and, like, it's kind of sucks when you have to make a game plan to go, like, you know, I always want my friends to be with me at the main station to see the rock acts and the Headlines, but at the same time, I'd hate it if they were to say to me, go see this act with us. So, like, I want them—I want people to see what they like. So, it does suck how, like, despite the fact that Sahara's getting better and cooler, I do think they need to do something to make it work so, like, more people can experience it. Like, some way to keep the lights, keep the the experience mm-hmm. of it all, while at the same time make it so it's not a clusterfuck of fall, people falling. And I think this year, without having the giant, bigger medium, it might help. By the same time like i think there will still be plenty of like plenty of people that are just there just for the sahara attempt because like that's how they like to party they like to go right. to it's like the EDC contingent
0: yeah and I mean I yeah. like, I realized how big it was after I left yeah. Dylan Francis and I was trying to walk out of the crowd and yeah. we'd gone up by like the front door on the right hand side and got yeah. fairly close for it but then you're trying to leave and you go holy shit I mean this yeah. is tens of thousands of people deep and I Shoot. mean it blows yeah. me away that people will be outside of the hangar and still yeah. dancing and enjoying it because I think you really get the full environment being inside of it but I keep joking yeah. with all my friends that on Friday I mean yeah. we'll have to see how it all shakes out but I'm yeah. worried i might become 10 percent egyptian because i'm gonna be in the sahara yeah. tent so yeah. fucking long we'll have to yeah. see what they do with yeah. all the hacks yeah. on friday yeah. and who yeah. lands where you know but i mean yeah. I, I we've seen the rumors of maybe they'll twist where it's shaped or maybe yeah. they'll try and yeah. make it bigger but um we don't know until we know with that
1: yeah i, I don't know what they would do though because if they t- too much it goes into the into the rose garden and i'll feel like spending 250 dollars on a dinner and the vip people yeah. they don't Deal with that, like it has to be that way to block the sound. And so it's been interesting. Like, unless they just do a slight turn, like I'm not sure what they can do because the reason they're all parallel, so one stage doesn't affect the other. And of course, now they made it so uh, the Mojave and Gobi are a little further back, mm-hmm. so like they're not as like aligned. So maybe now they can do it. But it's been interesting. But I do think they need to do something. But it has been interesting just watching it grow because 2012 when I went, uh, Sahara Town was basically the size of what the Gobi and Mojave are now. Oh, like shit. these are a little bigger. <laughs> and like like, then those grew this year or last year they Mm -hmm. became bigger but like now to see like the hangar like i remember like in 2013 or 2014 or something whoa what happened like just seeing those i think it was 2013 like where that like these giant i said that always had the production the lights that went everywhere in the screens but when i saw that whoa that's just intense it is crazy like it is crazy like so many people come in there like it, it is still like so crowded when it is like it takes up almost as much space as the outdoor theater not as much but like like the primary, of the outdoor theater is basically the same size as the Sahara tent. And it's yeah. still not big enough. It's still not think, big enough. That's so yeah. wild. Like so, <laughs> yeah, it's so like they need to do something that makes it work while at the same time keeping the sound and like avoiding sound bleed. Mm-hmm. So, but it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting what they do this year. Like, if it's is it gonna become the hip hop tent? Is it gonna be still gonna be the, the dance tent? But like, I don't know. It's gonna be strange because like, like a lot of the acts that people always love to see them, they've all really graduate to bigger stages anyways Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it'll be interesting like I think like with Rez because I mean she obviously with her visuals and everything like it's perfect for the Sahara tent but I think so many people are going to be there do they try and move her outdoor do they try and put on Alice in Wonderland while she's playing like I'm not quite sure how the schedule conflicts are where she's going to be during that time now you you mentioned you've been there since 2012 is that correct yeah Yeah. Yeah,
1: 2012
0: if you can narrow it down favorite act
1: of all time Uh, see it it's so tough like Favorite because like I've got three favorite headliners, uh, which are uh, Snoop and Dre, uh, Arcade Fire, and uh, Jack White. So and were you there for, for the Tupac hologram? Th- Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, you, yeah, okay. like, yeah. Oh my so, yeah. god. <laughs> so all three of them have like different reasons why. But, like all three. At the end of the day, they all eco. To the same. Like it's a giant production with a full working band that like they did a thing that was for Coachella and was great. Like that Dre Snoop thing was from Twice, and that was it. And it was production that they knew they had to deliver on and it was unreal. Arcade Fire, like this was their third fourth time playing, and they and they made sure like and they like it was kind of their tour, but at the same time, like they made it so it was just about Coachella. And then Jack White, who after doing a year's full of touring, like he did a thing like was not what he did the rest of his touring. Like, it was like he was like a band leader on stage and it was just so good. I remember going into Insane to my girlfriend at the time, not my fiance, like, uh if Jack White can make we're going to be friends into a danceable song instead of being like the little tinkery slow song. Mm-hmm. He will have won the weekend and he did that. And it was amazing. And I thought it was also cool that, and he stuck to, his, I mean, this, no one knows this for sure, but he's stuck. Uh, the rumor is that he chose not to close the stage. He wanted to be, He wanted to play earlier. So he didn't compete against Axel and Grosso who for sure were closing outdoor theater. And he didn't want to, he didn't want to have to deal with sound pollution from fireworks mm-hmm. and their loud music. And instead of, like, making a big fuss about, like, I don't want to do this, he said, you know what, I just want to have better sound, put me earlier, The weekend could close, and he could have an hour, I still get, get I'll still have my full set, but I want to have good sound, and I don't want to compete with the stage, just put me earlier. And he did that, he just sounded immaculate, like, that was one of the times I realized like, how amazing that outdoor, like, the main stage sound is, and it was just so good, like, those are my three favorite headliners, and then favorite sets otherwise, you know, like, Sufjan Stevens in 2016 uh-huh. was one of the biggest surprise i've ever seen like i went to it expecting like his korean lol like quite acoustic and when he smashes his uh, banjo right after seven swans his opener and he realized oh shit he is not doing what i thought like you <laughs> see like he's doing like he's doing like all this from age of odds It's this big dance music where it's all technicolor and neon day glow he has these dancers like in aerobics costumes like it was unreal. I think it was kind of his way of basically saying, like, "Yes, yeah, screw you guys!" For, like, all you people that are sitting in front of my stage camera down for Jack. You, you don't know what you missed. Yeah, like you should have stopped more or less. Like and like, it was just unreal. Like, that's that's up there for me. Like, I, you know, at this point, I've seen hundreds of acts at like Coachella, so like, I can't say like any one best. But like, that was probably that's one that really stands out to me. And like, then I've, you know, at them the like otherwise, I've years where. The weekends are just an amazing accumulation of music. The other ones are like the days are not that great, but they have these moments that are just unreal. Mm-hmm. But like when it comes to full sets that were just like completely like created for that one moment in time, for that one hour or two hours, however long it was, like those were sets that really, really stick out. think still to this day I think about those sets and spending time with whoever I was with mm-hmm. it's when I saw. Them.
0: Fuck yeah, badass! Now are you st- are you a camper or Are you an Airbnb or what do you do?
1: I'm a camper. Uh, my first. Four years, I was an Airbnb. Or my first year, I went with an internet friend, like that I had met through Facebook. Like mm-hmm. I was like in networking, and went with him and stayed at his friend's grandpa's house, and uh, like like about fifteen miles away, and that was not great. But then like after that, like the following three years, I did an Airbnb with a bunch of my friends. Like it was the first time we all got a house together, and we're like two miles away, and that was awesome. Like we would Uber there or have a driver there, and then we'd walk back every night. But then uh, starting in 2016, I started camping because basically after four years and like some people three years, we were all like, we just want a a new adventure. We've kind Uh of done it all. It's growing stale. Let's change it up. So then we've camped. So I've been camping the past two years and camping again this year. And I think it's a cool experience. Yeah, I
0: love it. Like, I kind of talked about it in the first podcast, but I realized, like, that's almost just as much about what Coachella is than seeing the sets and all the shows themselves. It's kind of enduring the heat and kind of all being in together. And I think that's, like, where some, at least for me, that's, like, where some of the bonds grew with, like, strangers that I hadn't known prior to that weekend, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 I, I think, like, the Thursday camping scene is really awesome, basically. From, from like, depending on when you get there, from, like, sometime Thursday to, like, early Friday, like, it's all about camping with people and celebrating the weekend and like just partying and stuff and just getting pumped up and that's where the really matches of camping uh i think ser- i think from the from friday night through sunday night like some of that's it's cool pre-gaming but like i feel like a lot of it like saturday morning and sunday morning is re- recovery sure. of like oh it's so tough like let's get it going it's like, it's a fun path like the like the the very first Saturday, i have seen everyone doing their recovery. It's like so funny to see everybody getting food and all that. And same like Sunday, where it's like zombies. I thought <laughs> cool. And, like at the end of the night, it's, like where everyone's like in line for spicy pie. Like like they just need food after closing out the week It is all really cool. Like and I think that's something. Like yeah, there's a lot. There's definitely a magic in your community there. Like making friends with people like that. You start seeing at sets and hanging out with and like and like you know you you sometimes you go to the festival with like one group of people, but then you find like you spend more time with these other people that became friends with at the festival just because you have more time. Like, they align more with taste with, sure. like... T- Align with more taste wise So it's cool like Just to be with Like these other people Like these friends that you make I call them like Single serving friends Like the <laughs> bike club Like or these friends that You just make And you just, you're with them For the weekend It's just a cool community That you create
0: Yeah one so. of the best tips I got was about camping Was to not put up Any barriers Until you meet the people Next door Because like instantly When you start putting up The easy up And start putting the tarps You could close off A group of people That might be the shit Or I mean maybe they're assholes <laughs> And you want to close them <laughs> off But I heard yeah. At least get through day zero And then start putting up The barriers if you want and just see who you might run into and who you can make friends with
1: yeah yeah, I was learning that from there and like same like uh this pastor went to Cal Gym, and I camped there and it was cool, like we got there late, like like along with other people, like I, for a one day festival I wasn't about to take off a full day of work the day before. We got there late Friday night and it was cool like being camping and just like making friends with like these people next to us, like sharing beer with and chilling and like getting ready the next day for the concert. It's cool like just to make friends with other people that are around you and talk about like what you're excited about, getting like music recommendations yeah. and then, yeah. it's just yeah. yeah it's really cool that way to just meet all the people around you, like right next to you, like the path over and everything.
0: Now this next question, I'm not sure if it kind of falls under the same rules of like fight club, like you're not supposed to talk about it, but for the newcomers and the Reddit, uh, can you tell the original story of the
1: red folding chair? That's a Facebook thing. Uh, That's Uh, more Facebook
0: than Reddit. Okay.
1: No, because that's, I'm gonna try not to be mean here. Right? <laughs> hey, I get it. We like Reddit no, no, better. No, no, Fuck no. no, no, no it's, called, it's called the Reddit Facebook group. Like that's what it's called. So it was a Facebook group that was devised from the Reddit sub. I, I was not there for the creation of this. And uh, since then, there's definitely been a thing where uh, there, there was originally all the same mods, but then at some point there was like a, you know, a Hatfields and McCoys thing, where all of a sudden there's a split off. We all, I do spend time there, but it's become a thing where like, the Facebook group is uh, definitely like some people are like. They don't really know Reddit as much, like like and like, but it's not cool there. But uh, but basically, the red, from what I gather, the red chair was someone posted a picture about a red, uh, the red chair last year, saying, "Hey, uh, I lost my red chair." Like basically, my girlfriend brought it over to this campsite, and uh, does and uh, it was. But the thing, and like we lost it. Has anyone seen it? At the like, end of the day, like, I wouldn't care, but it was my friend's chair that I borrowed. <laughs> and so guys, got me out. So, someone posted a picture of just a red chair. It's, it's literally the same red camping chair that you could find everywhere. Like, I have that red chair. You, you get it smart and final. Yeah. So, like, so that way I become a joke every time someone sees a red chair. Like, stuff it's like, oh, I found the chair. Like, I like, said, so, like, that's it's just a, that's the meme. It's, it's a funny meme, but like, that's all that was. Like, someone posted on there. But yeah, my Facebook like they, they have their interesting memes. They're just a little different than ours. right? When it, <laughs> and now, I, I, yeah. go, go ahead. Sorry, bud. Oh, so, you know, I just think with them, uh, they, they're people that are way more reactive on things than mm-hmm. we are. I think that because we're, uh, we've got the benefit of a, of a downvote. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, I feel like people can post things that hold no weight and people freak out. Oh no, how does this happen? And it goes to the top of the thing and just, it's there. And like, and like, People get freaked out, like, oh, it's Eminem. How the hell? Like, like they, they're surprised at the notion of these things. Well, like on Reddit, like, yeah, we we've known this for months. Mm-hmm. We knew like the different things. So I think it's just I think it's interesting on there how like Reddit like is, is similar to like the boards where they're more kind of in the know and like they mm-hmm. spend all their time communicating and it's an ongoing thread. Where on Facebook, because like the post gum and like you know by the by the next day that post is dead. Right. You don't really see it as much. So I think it's just interesting to see how like how reactive in certain ways the facebook is versus the actual proper reddit is and then even how like the boards are the boards are such a different beast they're even mm-hmm. hard to describe. like i was on there a little bit before the lineup came out and since i like i can't even get in there right but it's really <laughs> interesting though, like how each thing comes out but yeah the red shirt though to go back to that was just it was just a meme by someone lost it and then they kept it going from there so at the end of the day i i remember i like, get last year just launching I created a fundraiser for a moderator they lost someone they lost a red chair
0: (laughs) (laughs) well that's the thing I love about the reddit too is like it's curated content I mean the Facebook's a free for all and like we've I've especially seen it now with it being my whole first Coachella season of the influx of the newcomers that come once the lineup comes out and so many of the same questions and if they would just use the search bar people are pretty good at directing them back where to find the information I mean like I'm a big Joe Rogan fan so like I go on his reddit and that thing's just shit post after shit post and i'm like i wish the moderators would do a better job of not having people post the same story three fucking times and i mean it does a it's much more manicured i'd say in the coachella reddit than it is on the facebook page
1: yeah we all kind of have our own little jobs and they're like i i have it open like a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh same as kelsey does too like so we do a good job of like just watching it from day to day. Like, that's kind of our task of being on there, moderating the conversation. We try not to delete things that just because we don't like them unless it gets a repeats. And then we have a other moderator that he purely does the formatting of the site. And then we have another one just that does like a lot of big picture stuff who's like, he moderates a bunch of things and he just likes to give it his input. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, so, but it's quick and we really try to do a good job. Like, that's so, like, you'll see like, I have PSAs that I put up all the time. Yeah. I've been doing that for as a moderator. And I think go a lot because like, I've noticed like people are constantly putting these things up like, the same question, I'm like, Jesus. Like, sometimes I want to help, and other times, like, if you catch me on the wrong day, I'm like, what's the matter with you? Are you! <laughs> are you, why you read? So like I was trying to have it up there, because, like, that way, like, I know people are going to post things, but otherwise, they're not, like, and, and that way, like, at the end of the day, like, the PSAs provided things, so, like, if it's not me, it's not Kelsey, it's, like, like, uh, Taylor, like, she's one of the regulars on the side. Like, she's really good about this. Like, she'll always be like, hey, all these questions can be answered right here. And, like, it goes right to those things. So that's, like, we can't do a seasonal PSA thing. Like so, like, And we try to make it so, like, all these things go away. Like, we always try to redirect someone. Like, let's pretend, like, someone posts about one artist and two hours later someone posts. Basically, the si- like, a similar but different question. Like, the other day, there's a question about camping vans versus juicy vans. Uh-huh. Like, two separate posts. And, for, like, the second one, like, you know... I'm not, not to hate on your post, but this post was made six hours earlier. ago. I'd really recommend just going here. I'm deleting your post and also please use the search bar. Okay. Thank you. That's like some people people really are being lazy. Other ones, they really don't know. They're just getting on there for the first time. They just want help. And there used to be another Reddit subs where it is just a question and thing. Like I, I'm guilty of going subs that I don't like going a lot. I just am just posting those things right away because Mm -hmm. that's all that those subs are because they aren't communal like the, i go in the foo fighters sub a lot and like that one like isn't regular people people just go on there every once in a while to post about a concert that night or something so i think like but on a, yeah for us we really try to manicure it like to make sure it is a really fine-tuned thing while well, as a post like on facebook like yeah they, they were doing an approval thing but that was mainly to curb like people posting about like certain dark subjects like there was a whole racist thing going on with beyonce last year oh fun and yeah <laughs> that was fun so, i i made a I have made, had made a joke about something, and I like, think my was about like, was my Like, because like, dudes, we know yours was a joke about like, the, like ha- having two urban acts and, and at the same time the radio had, while other people were saying legit racist things and using the n-word. I'm like, oh, oh my okay, not. So, like, they were and me about censoring, but now like, they let everything through as long as it doesn't like do that. So I get that, but like, it is interesting. We try to like remove redundancies, while they just like it's a free for all as long as you don't, you know. Break social norms.
0: Yeah, I mean, as long as you're not being an asshole, I guess. At the end of the day, we kind of get annoyed with all the same questions, but it's a bunch of people that have, maybe they're greenhorns to it that they're just they're stoked <laughs> to be going, and I think we can kind of all understand that feeling, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that's like on my piece I said. questions for the the newbies to not piss people off, and and things for the for the regulars to not get so yeah. angry. <laughs> like, not, like, I say like I say right there. I, I'm guilty of. Doing both sides of these things, right. Just to be clear, you know, I really just think that this helps the situation, right? Yeah.
0: So, all right, um, yeah. we'll get you kind of out on this one. I kind of have like some rapid-fire questions. <laughs> they, they certainly don't have to be one-word answers. I got about eight of them, so I mean, you kind of just uh, go off on it, and then we'll kind of get you out on that, my friends. Does that sound all right? That's good. Cool. So, uh, Doolab or Sahara?
1: Sahara. Doolab's cool, but Sahara's the production and all. But yeah i go sahara all
0: right um more hype day zero or day one
1: day one for me it's day zero because that's that's what i'm coming down to but i think in general it's day one all
0: right uh favorite art installation of all time
1: oh boy uh i think it's the butterfly the one that went from caterpillar Mm -hmm. to butterfly that, that was so cool.
0: Yeah, I'm h- kind of hoping they have something big like that this year. I mean, obviously, since last year was my first year, and now I'm yeah. finding out about all the moving installations they had. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I didn't get any of that. Think,
1: well, that was Pyreta Kinetics. They had the same thing every like, – they, they, before that, they, they did, going backwards, they did the caterpillar to the butterfly. The year before that, they had a moving uh, astronaut. Uh-huh. And the year before that, I think, was a snail. I'm not sure there's anything in between there. But they had different things that got bigger and bigger. And I think it came down to two things. They were really—they were getting too expensive, and at the same time, I think that they didn't know how to top themselves anymore. Right. Like, the snail was cool, but then the astronaut like had different faces throughout, and then you know this, the the caterpillar turned into a butterfly. Right. Like, was, of course, it was two things. But, like they—they they made multiple pieces, and mm-hmm. just started, I just don't think. They could top themselves but yeah that butterfly was so cool yeah
0: i think they'll kind of have that this year in the eduardo tresoldi i don't know if that's how i'm saying his name correctly i mean obviously his pieces aren't going to move but with that mesh and the way it lights up and we're going to have this crazy 3d i think like maze type of thing to be able to walk through i'm really pumped to see what he can do this year with it yeah um favorite non-coachella festival
1: it used to be Lollapalooza. As of as of right now, it's Cal Jam because I'm a big rock guy, mm-hmm. and right now it's still just a one day festival, but a one day festival just to rock and curated by the Foo Fighters. Just wanted to have rock music for one day, just a big party. That right now is my favorite. I was so, yeah. bummed
0: that food I mean, obviously I knew with Foo Fighters when their tour schedule came out, I was like, all right, well, they're fucked, but I was really hoping for them or even yeah. Incubus, because Incubus had a gap, and I, I don't think Incubus yeah. could be your top headliner, but Second yeah. Bill, and I mean, being California band, I thought yeah. Incubus, I, I thought they were a shoe in for this year, because they had a big yeah. gap there now, too, but yeah. I think they've now seen, they're playing South America or something during that time, yeah. so they won't be yeah. there. Um, yeah. Spicy pie or paella?
1: Uh, spicy pie. I'm all about spicy pie, and then my then my uh wild card is i'm about the crab fries spicy pies <laughs> end of night like, like uh, my snack during the day is i get the crab fries uh-huh. Yeah, but spicy pie otherwise those two <laughs> yeah. uh favorite thing to do day zero just explore just mm-hmm. go around and see everything like you know that's like we made sure because we knew that it would be a, a shit show afterwards. We made sure to go straight to the Antarctic Dome the second it opened mm-hmm. on Thursday, and it was awesome like to see that because I like, you know we did it again. Like, I did it twice that day. And, like after like, the line was so big. I hear the lo- the line was yeah, actually moves real fast. Not to be intimidated by it, but like, uh, we made sure we did it right away. That was cool. Just getting to explore and see the grounds, trying to peek out over the edges to see like the stages, seeing the sunset from that giant hill and like the lot for like. I think it's like exploring everything, getting a real feel for it all and just like, drinking with everybody that all that's just so awesome yeah
0: i I can't wait since i didn't do day zero last year that's i'm looking forward to getting in that line taking my shoes off and since i'm weekend two hanging out in the dirt and not the grass you know yeah
1: (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. i'm I'm all about i'm barefoot all all thursday like i come in flip-flops and we have these soft grass and i'm unless i'm walking like far i'm barefoot like for most of thursday
0: yeah i I cannot (laughs) wait to indulge on that man so and then uh we'll get you on this one biggest misconception about coachella
1: uh, you you heard it last week. It's the bros, the Instagram whores, the the celebrities. They're there, mm-hmm. but here's the thing: the Instagram people, the influencers, celebrities, they're in VIP. They're nowhere near you. You're lucky if you see Aaron Paul mm-hmm. or like or, or Emma Roberts or uh, like Bella Thorne. No. You're not gonna see Bella Thorne. Mm-hmm. She's often like you're not gonna see like the celebrities that they all say like. And the Instagram people, they're there, but there are a hundred thousand people there. So of course, like you put a hundred thousand people in any gathering. Guess what? There's gonna be people all about social media, and like the bros are there, but they're just so like they're in the Instagram. They're doing things, but they're only gonna bother you if you let them bother you there are crowds there. That's the, of th- course, like last year was really crowded, mm-hmm. but they're, they're not crowded by pe- by the bros. There are a lot of people in bro tanks. A lot of people are shirtless. I'm shirtless or in a bro tank mostly because it's fucking hot out. Right. But like, like, and I, and I, but not, there aren't that many bros. they the assholes that people think they're, they're not, they're, it's, it is just a chill atmosphere. We're all there for a relative, for the same reason. I was, Oh, I'm there for the music. I'm there for this. At the end of the day, we're there to have an amazing weekend. It's art. Like, it, it's my favorite week of the year. It's my talk about literally every mm-hmm. single day of the year. Mm-hmm. I talk about good show. And, like, it's just – we're all there just for that. Maybe some people are wanting to be seen on Instagram. Maybe people are to just – they're not there because they're being seen. They want to be there because it's a great time. Mm-hmm. And, and like, if, if if you let someone else's bad time impede on your like, – if you let someone else celebrate their good time impede on you when they're actually doing anything to you, that's on you. Right. I just – I think – you should be there, be happy that what's going on. You should be happy that, like, you're able to be at this festival in, in the gathering where you have this production, this music. It's the best-run festival in the country, if not the world. Like, it's always great. It's always amazing. There will be, of course, there will be issues. There will be a sound issue here or there. There will be the sets that are, like, whatever. But there will be also these sets that you never expect in these amazing times, and that's what you should focus on. Anyone that focuses on a few different type of people they don't like that are there... They're not having a great reason, but like, so that's the big misconception. The people that are worried about the Instagram people, the celebrities, the bros, like, don't worry about them. Just worry about having the, not worry, not, not even worry, just, just think about having the best time and just plan to have an awesome weekend and that's all you can do to really just have the best weekend possible. And drink lots of water.
0: (laughs) That is awesome. (laughs) Guys, his name is That's Feft Up. Uh, Thanks so much for taking the time, hopping on the cello cast. Thanks for all that you do and the other mods do, man. Happy Coachella, my friend.
1: Happy Coachella. Talk to you later. All right.
0: So there you have it. Thanks again to moderator and Redditor. That's Feft Up. i really enjoyed that conversation and I hope you did as well. And also for those of you watching the podcast on YouTube, it now gives you a face to the name of the son of a bitch that went out there and dropped the chain smokers rumor, huh? I mean, I know it was dead season and we didn't have a lot to discuss, but that thing was like a fucking forest fire. That thing just spread so quick and I'm gonna say something about the chain smokers real quick and it's not gonna be the most popular opinion. And I get I understand that they're as cheesy as you get and they're cheesy EDM, and yada yada yada. I'm not even gonna defend the band per se or the group, whatever the fuck you wanna call them. However, have you seen their drummer? It's this dude by the name of Matt McGuire somehow. I've stumbled on him going down the YouTube rabbit hole. And he has a gang of dope-ass covers that he does on the drums. Yeah, I think he produces some of the tracks himself and everything. So if you're a fan of dope-ass drummers, go check out Matt McGuire on YouTube. So, see, I'm I'm not defending the Chainsmokers. I'm just saying that they have a pretty badass drummer and the dude can play his ass off. So I'll get you guys out on this. It's time for the Cellocast Artist Spotlight. Artist Spotlight. Yeah, boy. And this week's Cellocast Artist Spotlight is the indie rock trio that is Hundred Waters. You likely know Hundred Waters off their 2015 smash collab hit with Skrillex and Chance the Rapper, "Show Me Love." i But what the casual fan may not know is that sound was actually a revamped version of what was on their 2014 album, Moon Rang Like a Bell. 100 Waters' first album was first released by independent label Alestralio Sound. They're out of uh, Florida. And here's a fun fact, Alestralio actually provided them with a vegetable oil-powered school bus that they used as their tour bus for their first US tour and also the South by Southwest performance uh, back in the spring of 2012. Following the album's release, The band was invited to take part on Skrillex's full flex express Canadian train tour. I DID IT! I said it one time. I was worried I was going to mess that one up. So they took part on Skrillex's full Flex Express Canadian train tour. Um, It had acts like Skrillex, obviously, Diplo, Grimes, and Pretty Lights. Um, By the time they got back in August of 2012, Skrillex actually signed them on to his label, Ausla. And then the very next month, they re-released the album, obviously giving it to a much bigger and diverse audience than what they had uh, found previously with Alessio. So their most recent album, Communicating, was released in September of last year of 2017 and I have to kind of humble brag here for a little bit and be a bit of a name dropper as uh, my homie Brandon Balmer did the visuals for their track Wave to Anchor that you can catch on YouTube right now. Uh, For any of you that were seeing kids back in like the early 2000s you might remember a band called Yesterday's Rising. Brandon was actually the lead singer of that band and then he was also the lead singer for an album of a little band that you guys might know called Chiodos. Um, He was on there when Craig Owens left the band and he was on the full album of Illuminato and he now does this like crazy like 4d animation shit and he's all self-taught uh, he doesn't even know I'm dropping his name on this at all so it, it, it's, he wasn't he didn't ask me to do this but you can go follow him on Instagram at I am masquerade the guy is fucking incredible and I was actually surprised with how low hundred waters was on the lineup I mean they're probably be like the second or third line down there especially since they have their own festival for those of you that don't know uh they started their own festival back in 2013 in a city I think I think it's called Arcosanti, Arizona, and it's called Form. It's a real intimate festival, because even their website only says over the four years that they've only gotten about 5,000 people um, to attend over the four years, so it's a real small festival. Although they get some pretty big groups, as they've had uh, Solange, Father John Misty, Thundercat, Future Islands, and of course their good buddy Skrillex. So if you if I think you're like a fan of M83 or I mentioned Fru Fru a little bit earlier, then Hundred Waters might be the group for you. And that was your Cella Cast Artist Spotlight, 100 Waters. Go check them out on Spotify and Apple Music or wherever the hell you listen to music these days, you know? Go check them out and stream it and let me know what you think about it. So there you have it. Episode 2 of Cella Cast is in the books. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're sitting out there listening you got a crazy story about Coachella or you think that you'd be a good guest, hit me up. You can find me in the subs. You can find me on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Great. Jason underscore Gregory. That's G R A Y S O N underscore Gregory. You can also follow along on the Prove Me Wrong podcast page on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash prove me wrong pod. So thank you guys so much for checking out the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'll see you next week. Peace.